Hello, horse girls and guys. Welcome back. Oh my God. It is winter time. Winter outside. Um, I'm not sure what it was last week when I was filming this, but in the last seven, eight days, it has gone from like nice fall, cozy pumpkin patch weather to just the tundra of sadness and depression for the next six months. So yeah, that's where I'm at with life right now. It's winter outside and it's so depressing and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, I'm one of those people that like, I just, I can't, I don't know why. I don't understand how there's people in the world as we speak that are enjoying this weather that like winter and when I encounter those people, I just, I just don't interact with them. I don't associate with them. I don't have time for that type of negativity in my life. And I don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm sure that it is people that have never owned livestock, have never had experience farming in their life. And so they are just air ignorant. Is that the right one? There's arrogant. There's ignorant. And I always get them mixed up. They're probably just ignorant to the suffering <laughs> that us first world people have to deal with. Um, you know, I say that sarcastically, but no, for real. I don't just get away from me. If you if you like wintertime and you wish for snow, just get away from me. Don't speak to me, please. Because, yeah, it is like just brutal outside today. And it's like, I think it's like 20 degrees today. It's 25 right now, it says on my computer, but that's about 50 degrees too cold. So, um, yeah, it's in it today at work. So if you guys don't know, I work at a boarding facility, but this boarding facility I work at has not a single tree on the entire property. Like it used to be a cornfield and they just put up buildings. So it is just wide out in the open. The wind just rips through the place so bad. It's awful. And like, I'll come home. I will have no idea that it's even windy outside because I live in a forest and then I get to work and it's like 75 mile an hour winds and it's just ridiculous. But it's even more ridiculous during the winter when it is said 20 degrees outside and feels like negative 15 because there's wind. And it's not fun when you have to put out round bales you have to keep horses, you know, away while you're trying to put out the round bale and cut the netting off and put the bale feeder over and put the slow net feeder on it. And the waterers, like, we just got brand new waterers put in and no idea if it was, like, at the fault of the guy that put them in or what. But, like, two of them have frozen solid already. And... That is super frustrating. I haven't had to go do it yet, but our barn owner had or barn manager had to do it this week and go unthaw them and like dump hot water down to like clear the lines or whatever. I don't know. But that's infuriating. And it's blanketing season, which means the 15 horses we have inside all have to put on a blanket before they go out because they're all going to die if they have to stand out in the cold. And it's a lot of work. It takes so long in the morning. So we get, I get to the barn at like 7.30 every morning. Get there like 7.30. Usually the barn manager has already given everybody a flake of hay. 
So then we got to do their grain. And while they're eating their grain, I try to do just do the blankets right away so that they're eating while I try and blanket them because some of them are jerks about it and some of them are rude. So I try to throw everybody's blanket on and it takes a half an hour. It would take me an hour if I was by myself to like throw everybody's blanket on. And then like some of the horses that are in the barn have like these hoof boil boots and they got their hawk boots. And so you got to take all of that off. And yeah, by the time you get to like, not even, you probably have 10 horses left. They're all done eating their grain. So they're all pawing and stirring around and yelling at you because they're ready to go outside. And then you have to walk them all out to their paddocks in the freezing cold weather. Hope that the waterers are thawed. Hope that they have enough hay to get through the day because otherwise you got to go put out a new bale. Hope that the tractor starts. I just, I don't know. The people that like winter, I'm just like, get away from me. Do not even speak to me about enjoying this weather. I would accept winter if it was like maybe a one month thing. Like the month of December, it can be cold and snowy and Christmassy and stuff. Cool. I'll enjoy it by the fireplace. I'll drink hot chocolate or my coffee or whatever. After that, we're done with it. Like December 31st, January 1st, warm weather. It needs to be back right away. Then maybe I would be okay with winter. But yeah. And then like at home. So um, if you guys don't know, I live on a little acreage with my boyfriend and I have six horses. Sometimes I have borders, so there might be more than that, but I have at least six of my own. And so I have to go out every morning Well, I actually don't really have to do much in the morning. I have to take care of the goats. I have to go out and feed my goats in the morning. I have to make sure everybody has thawed water, whether that be pounding it out with a hammer, um, getting them a new bucket, whatever. If the hydrant is not froze, which usually it is not. It has only frozen a couple times if I forget to take the hose off. So, yeah, if the hose is frozen, I can't even use that. I have to use a bucket. Um... What else do I do in the morning? Not a whole lot. But, yeah, then I'll come home and with my luck, a horse will be shivering or something. i got to put a blanket on them. Hope that they don't destroy their blanket. Blankets are expensive. Um, and, like, I don't blanket my horses unless they are shivering. My horses all have access to round bales, so they get to eat all day long, which helps keep them warm. Um three of them have shelter right now. I'm buying another shelter like very shortly, Um, but they're fine. Nobody has shivered this far except for Oakley once, but um, what was I talking about? Blankets. Yeah. So I only blanket on the very rare occasion that somebody is shivering and is really cold, but that shouldn't be an issue. It was only an issue last year because I didn't have shelter and they had to stand in the wind. But shouldn't be an issue this year. Um, yeah. I so I might be having my borders come back. I don't know if I talked about this last week or not. I don't remember. But next weekend, little Odin should be coming back. If you guys remember Odin, he was like the little Palomino colt that was born here a little over a year ago. Last October, he was born here. And he's going to be coming back. So that'll be fun. She's supposed to be bringing two others back in December. So, you know, that's kind of up in the air. Should be happening, but you never know. Um, 
And then little chance, my rescue cult has been doing honestly really good. I'm very thankful that there was a girl that donated him a little blanket. So he has a blanket on right now. But I he already had like winter hair grown in when I picked him up. But, um, you know, I've kind of let him fluff out a little bit. But it rained a couple times and the cold rain did make him shiver. So he like gets put in my livestock trailer when the weather is really nasty and like I don't want him to be just exposed outside. But he has just this little blanket on and that will hopefully help him conserve calories so he can keep gaining weight and stuff like that. But otherwise he hasn't shivered since the rain. And so that's really good. And, you know, I feed him three times a day. So hopefully that's plenty to keep him warm and he can kind of pick around. I honestly, I'm not sure yet, but I feel like he will be ready to go on the round bill like fairly soon. So I feed him three times a day, right? I give him a big armful of hay in the morning. And then like around 11 o'clock or noon when I get home from work, I give him another armful of hay and I give him his grain. And then at night around four thirty, five o'clock, I feed him again. And like having, you know, three servings of hay during the day, he doesn't even really eat at all. He kind of picks what he wants out of it. And then he'll just lay on the rest because, you know, he's a baby and he lays down like a lot of the day. So he'll just do that. So like he's not even eating himself silly or he's not eating himself full. He's just kind of picking and eating what he wants and then vegging out on the rest of it. So kind of like maybe he's ready to go on the round bill because he's not just like eating 24-7. But I don't know yet. We'll see. I kind of want him to grow a little bit more too because I want to put him with Sugar and Luna and they are just in some three-strand hot wire, and the bottom one is not hot. So I don't know if he could squeeze himself through the hot wires or not, or if he would even try to, but he's living in my round pen right now, um, and he's been doing good in there. He's, like, just barely too big. He can't squeeze himself through the rails because my round pen, if you guys don't know, if you haven't seen it, it's, like, three wood rails, Um you know, it's not like a metal round pen. It's like a wood round pen that I built and the ra- it's like three rails for a fence. And so he's just barely too big. He can't squeeze himself through. And I think it was yesterday I was watching him. He was like sticking his head through, trying to nibble at the little bits of grass. And he was reaching and reaching and reaching. And then he just fell over. Like he just fell on his knees and fell over. Um. So yeah, just doing baby things and falling over and stuff. But But yeah, so I don't know. I kind of want him to grow a little bit. I don't know if he's grown at all since I've picked him up. You know what? It's been like three weeks, I think. So probably not much. He's kind of just like gaining weight, but he's definitely gained, you know, some weight. His butt's like a little more muscly than it was. And I have some before pictures of the day I picked him up versus, you know, a week ago or something. And there's definitely a difference. So that's really exciting. Um, but yeah, I forgot what else I was going to talk about in this video. I had a whole, like, conversation with myself earlier. Um, I did put up my Christmas tree. I don't know about y'all, but, like, I used to always be a strict, like, no Christmas trees until after Thanksgiving type of person. Um, 
all growing up, I was like that because like, I don't believe in skipping holidays. We need to bask in the Thanksgiving season. And I still believe that, um, you know, before we just jump ahead to Christmas and don't get me wrong, love Christmas, love the season, but you know, I want to just appreciate Thanksgiving for what it is. And so all growing up, I was like, we are not putting up the Christmas tree until after Thanksgiving. And so last year, I think we did it like the day after Thanksgiving. But this year I was like, you know what? I was in my storage unit and it was standing there looking at me because I don't take down my Christmas tree every year. It's literally like one of those small five foot Christmas trees. And I just pick it up and I put it in my truck and then I pick it up and I put it in my storage unit. And so it doesn't get taken apart. It just so I was in my storage unit a few days ago and my Christmas tree is looking at me and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I picked it up and I took it home and I just slapped the lights and the ornaments on it and was like, this stupid thing takes up room in my storage unit 11 months out of the year. So it's just, it, it can come out and just have its time. It's going to have its time in my house for over a month. And you know, sometimes we leave it up after Christmas, like we'll leave it up into January and stuff, but still it takes up room in storage for so many months out of the year. It can just have its time to be displayed and for me to look at it and think that it's pretty for two months. So I brought it home anyway, and I decorated it. And I just found out today that our local community center is having a Christmas tree walk, which they did last year. We went to the Christmas tree walk last year and they basically like it's a, it's a community center. So it has like a weight room and then it has like, you know, the dining halls and stuff. And then it has a gymnasium where they do like community basketball and probably like the rec stuff for the little kids. But last year they did this Christmas tree walk and like they set up a whole bunch of Christmas trees all around the gymnasium. I mean, every wall and like the middle, they were all lined with Christmas trees and basically all the small businesses in the area, like they can get a tree and they can set it up and they can decorate it for their business. And it's basically like a whole free advertising thing. And I remember like walking through last year and I was like, this would be such a good idea to like get my name out there. I could get a white Christmas tree. I could put orange lights on it because if you don't know my business colors like our theme is like orange orange and white orange and gray orange because that's my favorite color my trailers are orange <laughs> etc so I was like I could get a white Christmas tree I could put orange lights on it I could put a whole bunch of ornaments like horsey ornaments on it I could you know display like one of my saddles and stuff and put out my business cards and that would be such a good idea and I completely forgot about it left my realm of existence. Completely forgot I had that idea. Well, this morning I was driving through town and we drove I drove by the community center and it said on there stop in to register for the Christmas tree walk on their sign and I was like oh, I totally forgot about that until just now. So I'm currently looking for another tree because I already put up my white Christmas tree and put all of the ornaments on it. And so I'm trying to avoid like taking all the ornaments off and stuff, but I guess I will if, if I have to, I don't really want to, we do have another Christmas tree. We have a green one. That was my boyfriend's, 
when I moved in. So now we have two of everything, of course. Well, we have two trees now. But I really want the white one for my business thing. Because I just think orange and white will look a lot better than like orange lights on the green tree. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, the Christmas tree walk, though, is only for like three days. So, and I'm sure I'm going to have to pay for it because it's basically just free advertising for three days. Oh, my goodness. But um, they do have like a competition, like whoever makes the coolest tree or whatever, which I don't really care about that. But so I'm really excited for that. I'm going to like try to scrounge around and find all the horse ornaments I can. I might have to buy some. But yeah, I'm so excited. That would be so fun. You know, I like doing Christmas type of stuff like that. And then I think they're having like a holiday parade as well. Either this month or next month. I don't remember when it is. But they do like a lighted parade. You know, I think I think that's pretty popular for like most towns unless you're a really, really small town. Um, and so I want to figure out if there's a way that I could ride through the parade with like lights on my horse like Christmas lights on my horse, which I think Sugar would do that. She'd probably be really weirded out about it, but I think she'd do it. So if I could put lights on her, I could get like a Santa hat. And then you know how they sell like saddle pads and stuff that are like Santa's coat and stuff. I could do that. I don't know. We'll see. The area that I'm in is such a dud. I think I've, I talked about this a few episodes ago, but like we did a Halloween parade and I handed out so many cards so many flyers for riding lessons and like barely anything. I'd like gotten no response. <laughs> so I was like, this is clearly not a horse town. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So can't, you know, I, I still got to keep advertising. I got to keep promoting it. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. So that's, that's my plans for the holidays. Um, but anyway, Thanksgiving. We really need to talk and appreciate Thanksgiving for what it is. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have another episode by Thanksgiving. Trying to th- is Thanksgiving on a Thursday? I'm probably not going to upload an a episode if Thanksgiving... Thanksgiving's on a Thursday, right? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, the fourth Thursday of the month or something. So, I'm probably not going to have another episode before then. So, I will go over some things we're thankful for this year. For one, I am very thankful for, I was thinking about this earlier, for the handy men in my life um, and the handy women. But I have a lot of guys in my life, specifically my dad and my grandpa. They have come out in the last couple months and they have put up a shelter for my horses. So the horses have, you know, a place to stay warm. Mm and stay out of the wind. Sorry, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. And because I'm talking now I have to yawn every four minutes. So I'm very thankful for them. Um, I was going to try to build a shelter myself and I'm glad that I didn't because it would not have been good. Um, (laughs) I started it. I like put in the poles myself and like, you know, put in the four corners and stuff because I was like mapping out where I wanted it to be. And I was like, okay, well, I gotta. Well, then my dad came out because he wanted to see what I was doing and he wanted to make sure, you know, I was gonna build it properly. And then we get to kind of adjusting things. And 
that thing, the poles that I had put in were not square, not even close to square. And even still, like we fixed it as much as we could, but it's still not a square building. So yeah, basically my dad took it over. I just bought all the wood and him and my grandpa went to town on it. And he gave me a bunch of tin. I didn't buy any tin to put on the side of that thing, the steel siding. It was all leftover stuff that he had from his past projects, um, some extra scraps that I had. And he even bought like $200 worth of steel. So, you know, as a gift. So I'm very thankful for my dad for doing that for me. Um, thankful for my brother. My brother buried that shingle pile that we had last year. Ugh, if you guys watch the vlogs, I'm sure you remember the just ugly, gross landfill looking spot on our property that was just full of shingles that were dumped there. There was a massive pile of shingles that my boyfriend's brother dumped on this property before we lived here. And it sat there forever. And I was so embarrassed about it. It just looked so ugly. It was kind of dangerous because like when they dumped all those shingles, there was still like roofing nails and stuff in the shingles. I mean, they were scraped off somebody's roof. So it was full of nails and just like pallets and just a bunch of crap. Um, and then the whole family started bringing their garbage out here. My boyfriend's brother dumped a bunch of garbage out here. And eventually they just stopped burning it too. So like there was all kinds of awful garbage just piles of it living over there. And so my brother, I rented an excavator and my brother came out and he dug the hole. My brother's done a lot of excavator work apparently in his life, which I didn't know about, but he was very confident he could do it. So I was like, okay, then I'm renting the excavator. It gets here. He comes out, he digs a massive hole. I swear it looked like a quarry in this place. He digs this massive hole. He, we bury all the shingles. Um, I'm thankful for my boyfriend's dad. He brought the bulldozer. They have a bulldozer, I guess. And so that he brought the bulldozer over. My boyfriend drove the skid steer and they just shoved all those shingles into a hole. So we got rid of them. Um, well, I guess we didn't get rid of them technically, but there was not really another feasible option. Believe me, I didn't want to bury them, but there was no other feasible option. Um, and then the garbage as well. There was no other option. So we got rid of that. The property is so much better now. It's so much cleaner. It looks so much better. Um, I am thankful for my boyfriend's brother as well because he came out and he buried Grace and Dixie for me this year. If you guys did not see the vlogs or have not kept up with the amount of horses that I have, we lost Grace in June um, to colic. She colicked really bad. And she unfortunately passed before the vet got here. So that was really sad, but she was old. Um, and so she just couldn't handle it. So she ended up passing away. And um, my boyfriend's brother owns an excavator as well. So he came out and he buried her. And then a month later, we lost Dixie to we unknown causes. Um, we don't know if it was injury related or what, but she fell and she couldn't get back up. And so we, unfortunately, I had to resort to putting her down. 
So he came out and buried her right next to Grace, actually, which I actually kind of thought was cute because um, I put Grace with Dixie earlier in the spring because Dixie was just getting beat up by the horse that she was with. And so I put Grace over there with her because Grace was kind of an old lady. She was really chill and they got along really well together. And so they were kind of buddies and, you know, so I thought it was nice. They kind of they got buried right next to each other. But, yeah, so I'm thankful for that. Um, Also thankful for my dad. Again, he cut down that massive creaking tree that I swear was going to come down itself this winter. Um, He cut that down a few couple weeks ago. It would have been a couple weeks ago. So we got rid of that. Um, Thankful for my mom and my stepdad. They were super generous and helped me get my car fixed earlier in the year. It needed new ball joints, which is like four to six hundred dollars and I just was not in a place to be able to do that at that at that time so they took care of it for me so I'm super thankful to have good parents like that um yeah so trying to think what else thankful for my farm sitters every time we go somewhere this year um my best friend Melanie she is always you know up for taking care of my animals whenever I go somewhere if she's available she will be here to take care of them and yeah so oh and my riding friends Melanie always she's always down to ride with me she helps me with my horse training all the time so she's super awesome for that but yeah those are just a few things that I'm thankful for this year um thankful for my boyfriend too Jesus I almost almost ended this video without without saying any of that he lets me live here lets me bring home more horses every month um lets me have my business here etc etc so very thing we just had our two-year anniversary as well so that was fun um but yeah interested to know what you guys are thankful for this year i always say that in like the thanksgiving videos you know it's like the classic thing to say but no really as i get older you know, into adulthood, I am like, you know, my parents could decide that they just didn't want, they didn't want anything to do with me at any day of the week. And I know that there's people out there that just don't get help from their parents, that, you know, they are completely on their own from the time they turn 18. And that has to be really hard. So I'm thankful, um, you know, to have that privilege. And, you know, my parents are always there to help me out. They're always there to, you know, do what they can with what they have. And, you know, my other family, like I said, my brother, Thomas's brother, my boyfriend, you know, if if we didn't have like if if Thomas's brother couldn't have come out to bury Grace, I have no idea what we would have done with her. Seriously, I have no clue. Like, we may have had to honestly just pick her up and take her out into the woods. Like, I have no idea what we would have done with her. So I am extremely thankful (laughs) that he was willing to do that. I'm sure we could have found, like, a local somebody to come out and dig a hole for us. But if I couldn't, then I have no idea. Um, And it actually got my friend Melanie thinking about her horses because her horses are both in their 20s now they're getting older 
um, her one mare is like 25, I think. And she was like, you know, I should really start thinking about this. Like, what what am I going to do? Like, if I have to put them down or if they get injured or something and or colic and they die, like what I need to think about what I'm going to be able to do with my horses. And so, yeah, like people like when you're an adult, people can just like decide to help you or not. And I never really realized that growing up because I was like always somebody's responsibility growing up as a child or as an adolescent. I was, I was somebody's responsibility. Of course, my iPhone footage just ran out. Give me a second. Podcasters. Um, the thing with this new iPhone that I have, it has so much storage that I delete things and then I never go through my recently deleted folder. So there's like stuff from six months ago in there. Like there's 242 things in here right now. And they're probably all like 20 minute long videos (laughs) from my YouTube stuff. So, um, okay. All right. Sorry, YouTuber listeners, my iPhone storage ran out. But as I was saying, when I was younger, I was always somebody's responsibility growing up. And so like everybody in my life was doing things for me because they either were obligated to, or they felt like they had to or whatever. But you really get a wake up call when you start entering your 20s and people are no longer willing to just do stuff for you and pay for stuff for you and like you have to buy groceries and stuff for yourself and that kind of sucks like growing up you know mom went to the store she brought home a load of groceries I just told her what I wanted and ate my food in my room and I didn't have to be bothered by anybody and my life was great now I'm in my 20s and I'm like oh my god especially now that I'm vegan like the stuff that I want at the store um And, like, nobody has to buy that stuff for me but me. And that's, like, that sucks. Like, it is so expensive to go to the store right now. And so, like, sometimes my mom, when she's at the store, she'll see, like, these little vegan things or some vegan ice cream or something, and she buys it for me. And every time I go to my mom's house, she's like, here, I have this bag of groceries for you downstairs in the freezer. So she'll just, like, send me home with a bag of groceries. And it's like, people don't have to do that stuff for you. Like, And, you know, like that has gotten me through some tight weeks sometimes. And so I appreciate that she thinks of me and that she does that for me. And, you know, so if you have people in your life that are constantly helping you out, that are watching your kids for free or are taking care of your animals or, you know, helping you out in one way or another, just be thankful for them because there are some people in the world that just don't have anybody. And that has to be really hard. Um, Like growing up. Growing up, I really kind of had the best of both worlds. My mom and her husband always really did everything for me. And he was very much like stepped up to be my second dad. And pretty much, I pretty much got everything I wanted. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm not a spoiled brat. I'm not unappreciative. But I really did get a lot of what I wanted from them. However, on my dad's side, on the other hand... Um, Me and his wife did not really have a great relationship growing up. My dad was really kind of tight, kind of strict, and I didn't get much from my dad. 
um, he did help me out. You know, I'm not going to say he never gave me anything, but he, he was very like, like we would go to farm and fleet or something. And I remember there was one time I was really upset with him. We went to farm and fleet and I, I really needed a pooper scooper. I needed a fork to clean out the horse's barn because I was using like one of those metal scoop shovels, which is so hard when like poop is frozen to the ground and stuff. And it's just really difficult to like scoop and clean out your barn with those, like the handles too short, whatever. And so we were at the store and they had poop scoops, like Dura forks and whatever. And I was like, dad, can I please get a Dura fork, a pooper scooper so I can clean out the horse's barn? He would not let me get one. He's like, no. I'm like, what the heck? Why? I need one to clean out the horse's barn with. Can I please get one? Nope. We left and I didn't get one. And I was so annoyed. I was like, why? I just want one pooper scooper. I'm literally trying to be responsible cleaning up after my horses. And I'm like 10. I don't have any money. It was like a $20 Dura fork. And he, he would not. Nope. Wasn't happening. And so, yeah. I mean, he and that was all everything growing up. Um, but when, when I was like 12, he was, he didn't pay for my horse's feet to get done. He didn't pay for my horse's shots, nothing. I had to figure it out when I was like 12 years old, how to take care of my horses because my dad was no longer going to do it for me. And that really sucked. Like when I was young and I, I was not old enough to get a job, I had no way to pay for it. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't understand why you're doing this to me. And you know, my dad did buy my horses for me and, and built a pasture for them and built a barn for them and everything. But when I was so young, I was literally in a rock and a hard place because I was too young to get a job. I had no money. I had I didn't have the ability to, you know, just take care of and pay for everything myself. And there would be times that like my mom would step in and she'd be like, I'll pay for your horse's feet to get done. Here's $60. Like, just get it done. And so, Yeah. I am thankful, of course, for both my mom and my dad, but like, I'm also thankful for having the best of both worlds when I was younger, because now that I'm older, I see these kids like getting handed everything they want. They don't have to work for anything in their life. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I I didn't even get a pooper scooper at the store when I was your age for $20 so that I could be responsible. And I had to like work for the stuff for my horses. I mean, my mom didn't pay for every hoof trim. Like I had to like take cans back to the store and like walk people's dogs and stuff, you know? So I am thankful that my dad did teach me like, you don't get everything you want in life and you're going to have to work for some of the stuff that you want. And I'm not just going to hand everything to you because that later in time did teach me valuable life lessons. And my mom, you know, helping me out taught me to appreciate when people help you because they don't have to. And you could be on your own and you could be screwed and nobody has to step up to the plate for you. But oftentimes somebody does. And so, yeah, like, I just think that's an important thing to keep in mind. And you don't really realize it until you're older. And, you know, there's some people that are my age and their parents are still doing stuff for them all the time, 24-7. They're always getting handed stuff. And nobody wants to, like, work and have a work ethic and or anything these days. We actually just fired a girl at work um, yesterday, I think. And Well, I didn't. My barn manager did. But, oh God, sorry, I'm trying to crack my back. 
Anyway, um, we ha- there was these two girls that were hired about the same time as I was at the barn. And literally almost a year ago, ever since they were hired, they have called in almost every single shift. And, you know, they might get scheduled two or three days out of the week. They call in almost every single time. You know, there might be one time out of the month that they don't call in. And so it was just ridiculous. The one, one of them quit a couple weeks ago, but the other one called in. Well, she sent a text asking to see if somebody else could work for her um, on Saturday because she had Thanksgiving plans. And that's like the nicest thing she usually does. Like she doesn't even usually ask anybody. She usually just will call in the morning that she's supposed to be there to do chores. So my barn manager has to drop her entire day, anything she had planned. But yeah, she fired her yesterday, finally, because they don't ever show up. She never showed up to any of her shifts. So she was like, there's no point in keeping you on the schedule because you don't show up for anything. You call in every single shift that you have. I don't even know why you work here. Like, why do you even, why do you even want a job here if you're going to call in and you're never going to come? And then when you do come, you complain about how hungover you are. You complain about this or whatever. And so, yeah, they just let her go. And, you know, me and the barn manager, we talk about it all the time. Like, there's no way she can call into her day job like that. And... Like, wh- why have a job somewhere if you don't want to work there? <laughs> like, you obviously don't want to work here because you call in three out of the f- three days a week that you're scheduled. So a- after two weeks, if you've only worked like an hour, I mean, what's the point? And I just, it's tough these days, like, you know, and when people live with their parents and they live off of their parents, it's just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. But anyways, I've been rambling on for probably 40 minutes now, so I think I'm going to go ahead and get off of here. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know your thoughts down below. Let me know if you guys have any questions or any topics um, for the next episode, because I would like to do another question of the day. Um, I don't really have one right now, and I forgot to look one up, so my apologies. But let me know your comments down below. And I will see you guys in the next video. Bye.